0: you're watching global bc
1: this is global news hour at six
2: good evening and thanks for joining us a man who admitted to a violent sexual attack in vancouver's strathcona neighborhood is likely not getting out of jail
3: after hearing the disturbing details of the crime a judge has declared caleb heaton a dangerous offender and his sentence will reflect that Our ramina Dea is covering this story ramina to be labeled that is rare and you witnessed some shocking behavior in court today as well
4: Uh, Chris it was absolutely outrageous Heaton was put in a, a body belt restraint after a sheriff said that he lunged at another member during the break just a total lack of respect in the courtroom Heaton had his feet up on the railing in the prisoner's box and at one point he threatened the judge Beyond a reasonable doubt, Caleb Heaton is a high risk to reoffend violently and sexually, said Judge Rideout, as he declared Heaton a dangerous offender. In a shocking outburst from the prisoner's box, Heaton threatened the judge, yelling, F off. You're lucky I'm not bisexual or I'd rape you too, you idiot. It's really evidentiary support
5: there in the courtroom for why a dangerous offender application had to be uh, made and why it was
4: granted. This legal expert tells Global News a dangerous offender ruling is rare.
5: It's very rare. There are less than 500 people who have received dangerous offender designation status and are in custody in Canada, and the majority of people who receive them never leave the
4: prison system. Heaton had pleaded guilty to three charges, including aggravated assault in connection to the merciless attack that happened in the Strathcona neighborhood three years ago. Heaton was randomly knocking on doors. No one would let him in. Then he found the victim's home. The door unlocked. He smashed her over the head with a rock, bound her hands with a skipping rope, and stuffed a jersey in her mouth. He tossed her down the stairs where she was repeatedly raped. He pulled her upstairs by the hair into the kitchen where she was raped again. Part of her finger was bitten off. A good Samaritan on the street heard the screams and ran into the home to help.
6: And I heard uh, screaming and a commotion coming from her apartment. I punched the victim multiple times in the back of the head and uh, then pulled him off of her.
4: Heaton reportedly has more than 40 convictions in Ontario, including assault. According to the evidence, Heaton, who suffers from mental issues, is not remorseful and he's not interested in treatment.
3: All right, obviously some disturbing details in this case Ramina. Mina. Heaton's mother was in court mm. today. What did the judge say about her?
4: He actually, um, at the end of his reasons, which were uh, 80 pages long, he actually addressed her in the courtroom and he said to her that uh, I'm sure this has been very difficult for you. He said this has been a very difficult case for me. She was in the courtroom crying as her son was led away. I asked, but she declined to comment. Chris.
3: Hard to imagine what she's going through. All right. Thanks very much, Romina.
2: The man who killed RCMP Constable Sarah Beckett has pleaded guilty to another drunk driving crash just a month after he crashed into Beckett's cruiser. Kylie Stanton has more on the punishment Kenneth Fenton is facing and why Beckett's
7: husband felt compelled to be in court today. With his wrists and ankles cuffed, Kenneth Jacob Fenton walks out of the Duncan courthouse after pleading guilty to another round of charges.
8: They were guilty pleas to two counts, driving well over .08, uh, causing an accident, causing bodily harm, and
0: failing to stop for the police.
7: This was the aftermath of the May 2016 crash. Fenton was driving this truck along a rural road north of Victoria in the early hours of the morning. His girlfriend at the time was in the passenger seat. They had left a party when police arrived, and when officers tried to perform a road check, he kept driving. Soon after, they found the vehicle rolled over, the couple trapped inside.
9: We got them out, we took the roof off the truck, we found they were both going to survive.
7: That was only a month after Fenton ran through this intersection while impaired, killing 32-year-old Constable Sarah Beckett, rocking the community and ripping a family apart. The image of the car will just never leave my, my head. Beckett's husband, Brad Ashenbrenner, was in the courtroom today. He had some harsh words for Fenton's lawyer before the hearing began, and told Crown after the fact he wanted this to stick. Fenton only received four years in prison for killing the officer. Ashenbrenner told Global News today he hopes Fenton's guilty plea will increase his time behind bars, <laughs> but it's not clear if that will happen. Counsel would not speculate on a possible sentence as the case is still before the courts.
0: That'll be fully explored at a sentencing date.
7: A date for sentencing will be set on June 12th. Kylie Stanton, Global News, Duncan.
2: And a sentencing hearing began today from Matthew Forster. Forster pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in connection with the killing of Armstrong teenager Taylor Van deest back in 2011. Forster was convicted of first-degree murder in 2014, but he was granted a retrial based on an error in the trial judge's instructions to the jury. The new trial was scheduled for May, but he agreed to plead guilty to second-degree murder. That comes with an automatic life sentence. The judge is expected to rule on his parole eligibility tomorrow.
3: Some new allegations tonight involving an Abbotsford police officer accused of stealing during a raid on a home with drugs. The alleged actions caught on video, but the officer maintained it was all just a joke. Well, tonight, new video of that raid that allegedly shows the same officer removing something else from the suspect's bedroom. Jeff Hastings reports. From the outset, it looked like the drug raid at the Abbotsford house
10: wasn't anything particularly unusual for the Abbotsford Police Department and its officers. But when it went to trial, video was revealed of the raid, a glance inside the home where the raid took place when the accused had been removed from the premises and the officers were alone inside the house. One of the accused, Brian McDonald, it was his home, had put in motion-activated hidden cameras. What it ended up capturing was what the officer, one of the officers described as a ill-advised practical joke. He's seen taking money and then apparently putting it into his sock. He claims he later returned the money because it was just a joke and the trial has moved on. New video has now come out that shows the same officer in the same room looking underneath a bed and walking away after doing something. A friend of the accused Brian McDonald, Jason Richardson is his name, tells us he took a box containing thousands of dollars in rolled coins and left with it. They have no idea what happened to that money.
8: I know it's changed because I, I I counted it. Brian knows it's changed because it's his, um, and that's just something that you know what I mean. I got really no reason to lie. This this video, the first video, is as far as I'm concerned, is damning enough, right? This one is just
11: more um, that should have been brought out at that time as well. It just was an oversight. I think we should take it. F- it. We don't need to count it.
10: Now we cannot see what the officer removed from underneath the bed. We cannot see what he was carrying away. We don't know if the officer took that. None of this has been addressed. The Abbotsford Police Department can't talk about it. They're unable to speak because the entire matter has been referred to external investigators in this case the rcmp and they tell us that they can't speak because of an ongoing court case speaking of that court case it's coming up pretty quickly uh brian mcdonald and uh and his lawyer are looking to have the charges dismissed because of the officer's conduct jason richardson is hoping that his own drug charges coming up later this fall will fall under the same category and he'll uh
3: not be convicted of those either back to you all right we'll see what happens thanks jeff new westminster police need your help finding a suspect in a dog theft surveillance video at the new west sky train station captured this woman around 6 15 the evening last friday police say she walked away with jackson an 11 year old brussels griffin chihuahua mix if you recognize this person you're asked to call new west police
2: now an important and potentially life-saving reminder from north shore rescue despite the warmer conditions It's not summer yet up in the mountains. Aaron MacArthur joins us with more on this. Aaron, you don't have to hike very far before the trail changes.
9: Yeah, we're no more than 100 feet from the trailhead here on Dog Mountain, and we're already in the snow, and it's like this across the whole trail. North Shore Rescue has a warning for people. Be prepared. It might be sunny in the city, but at the top of Mount Seymour... It's five degrees and hailing. Yet despite the obvious dangers, people are hiking, not expecting the conditions to be so bad.
2: We want to go to the lake,
5: the uh, Elsie Lake, but we cannot.
9: It was hailing, but we could have made it.
10: (laughs) We decided to turn around. She didn't like it.
5: I got too dirty. Yeah,
9: It's
2: It's really muddy and gross.
9: North Shore Rescue is calling 2018 a record-setting year so far. More people heading out meaning more people need to be rescued. The Instagram posts prove it. What the pretty pictures don't tell you, however, is how ugly the trails can be. In some cases, still covered in snow well into June. So we're seeing a lot of unprepared people going out uh,
6: for hikes right now, and I think they're looking at the conditions in town here, which it's nice and sunny. We've got a, you know, a T-shirt on or short sleeve shirt. But in the mountains, we have a significant
9: snowpack, and as you just saw, the weather can change very quickly. North Shore Rescue has offered up tips on how to hike safe. It's not rocket science. Take water, a jacket, some food, a phone and a flashlight, and proper shoes, also a good idea. This afternoon, a man on the BCMC trail was caught in a hailstorm unprepared. And on the weekend, a woman on Dog Mountain was lucky to have made it out at all. We tried to give her food and water and tried to hike her back out. She had inappropriate footwear she's slipping on the snow she's cramping up because she's so physically exhausted and we have to end up piggybacking her out 45 rescues this year already and still months of extremely busy summer hiking season to come now all of this is common sense stuff tell people where you're going make sure you have a plan and above all else carry the proper equipment chris sophie
2: well hopefully people follow that advice aaron thank you
9: Well, despite that snow in behind them,
3: wildfire season is looming and top of mind for many communities. In Whistler, where there was a close call last year after an extended period of extreme risk, new cameras are installed to keep a watch on the woods. John Waugh explains how they'll better protect the community.
6: Last summer, this wildfire had many in Whistler holding their breath. Crews threw everything at it as flames crept within a couple hundred meters from homes. The early detection system for the blaze on Home, a golfer on the back nine.
3: Uh, we had uh, a delay in response uh, based on the fact it was a delay in sighting. The fire developed into about a third of a hectare by the time he called it in.
6: This year, Whistler will be on fire watch. Cameras from the German company will be installed on top of Whistler Mountain, another near the municipality's waste transfer station. Human eye only detects 800 shades of gray. This is uh, 10 times or better, uh, more effective. The sensors are able to detect smoke and heat signatures. The two cameras will cover 70% of the Whistler Valley and will bring Canada into Firewatch's network that covers... About 5.7 million hectares across the globe.
3: Where these cameras are in use in Germany, uh, throughout Europe,
6: uh, Australia, New Zealand, they've had up to 50% reduction in fire growth as well as in fire loss. While last year's fire was contained, Whistler's fire chief says another half-hour lag in detection could have resulted in millions of dollars in damage. It's a serious issue. Some people couldn't even see across the street, so... If I can avoid that this year, then that'd be awesome. These things uh, go up like a candle. In Whistler, the amount of rain that falls in June will determine the fire risk for the rest of the summer.
3: We'd only take about four or five days of hot, dry weather right now to bring, bring us back up into high and extreme.
6: With all eyes on the sky, Whistler's Firewatch cameras will be online by July 6th, watching closely for the next wildfire threat. John Hua, Global News.
2: Rallies at more than 100 MP offices across the country today protesting Ottawa's decision to buy Kinder Morgan's Trans Mountain Pipeline. Our Keith Baldry is live in Victoria with more on this. Keith, the big question is will this have any impact whatsoever on Justin Trudeau's decision?
12: Now, short-term, I think the answer is clearly no. Justin Trudeau's made a tough uh, call here, and he's going to stick with it. However, today is just the, the, the taste of what's to come. There is literally going to be many more of these. In particular, there's going to be an ongoing protest near the station where you are, Sophie, at, on Burnaby Mountain, where there's likely to be in excess of 1,000 people arrested for civil disobedience, probably the biggest display of civil disobedience in Canadian history. We'll see if Justin Trudeau can hold his nerve and s- steer through that. We caught up with Peter McCartney of the Wilderness Community today saying Trudeau's decision to buy this pipeline is a direct broken campaign promise. We saw the federal government is now putting our taxpayer dollars into a project that puts our coast at risk of a catastrophic spill, violates indigenous rights, and fuels climate change, which is completely contrary to everything they got elected to do. Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, or Pierre, Justin Trudeau will be in Chilliwack tomorrow to meet with prominent First Nations leader Ernie Cray, who's a very vocal supporter of the pipeline, thinks it's a great way to end some grinding poverty for a number of First Nations. That means tomorrow morning. Then the Prime Minister heads to Alberta, where he'll be visiting part of the Kinder Morgan Pipeline facility in evidence. So he's in this game now, tough, and whether he sticks with it, it's going to be interesting in the face of what's going to be considerable protest and arrests.
2: All right, thanks for that, Keith. Right now, the One News Hour follow-up to that unusual and controversial tenant screening program that's being investigated by B.C.'s privacy commissioner. One company has now dropped the system.
3: And as Paul Johnson reports, after appearing to be quite enthusiastic about it, Premier John Horgan and Green Party leader Andrew Weaver are now distancing themselves from the company.
8: It's really a way for applicants for tenancy to put their best foot forward.
1: Last week, we told you about a victorious startup called Certain. They make software that helps landlords screen tenants using a controversial personality test and a scan of their online history. It's triggered an investigation by the province's privacy commissioner and criticism from tenants' rights advocates
5: there may be some issues surrounding discrimination.
1: But that hasn't gotten in the way of Certain's success, now screening tenants for 40,000 rental units in BC alone. We're the largest screening provider in British Columbia. And as we saw last week, getting them an audience with top politicians, in this case, Premier Horgan and Green Party leader Andrew Weaver at a tech industry event in Victoria. They are connecting those who have space, those who need space, and there's additional applications outside of that. You, talk finding you new so yeah. Yeah. It appears neither Premier Horgan nor Weaver knew about the privacy investigation at the time of this interaction. Premier Horgan told us today that he understood the program to be a matchmaking tool. And Weaver said, following this, he'd actually raised concerns about privacy issues with the company's representatives. And others are concerned as well. Today the company that owns Brixton Flats, the Vancouver building that had been using the software, told Global they'll be ending their relationship with Certain. While Certain appears to have figured out how to mine information about a tenant's personality, whether that's a good thing for British Columbians, seems yet to be sorted out. Paul Johnson, Global News.
2: Well, housing will be a major issue in the upcoming race for Vancouver mayor, and that race just got a lot more interesting, with an upset winner in the battle for the nonpartisan association's nominee.
3: Tanya Beja tells us about the candidate who's founded two successful companies but has never run for public office before. A lot of people are talking about left wing, right wing, centre, left, centre, right... Um, I actually see myself on both sides of the spectrum.
13: Ken Sim wants to be a bridge in a city facing a political and economic divide.
3: You know, obviously the city has changed quite a bit and uh, you know, we're losing a bit of our soul.
13: The 47-year-old father of four won the nonpartisan association's nomination contest and hopes to be a force for change if elected by residents.
3: The city, uh, they feel, hasn't been transparent and hasn't been accountable. And so just by bringing transparency back and being uh, bringing back real consultation will go a long way.
13: I love what I do. I love being a nurse. Sim is the co-founder of two successful businesses, including Nurse Next Door and the Rosemary Rock Salt Bagel Chain. But he's a political rookie who will have a tough job to do if elected. We
10: need a a real conciliator, somebody who can build consensus among uh, all the fractious uh, parts of the community, from the labor unions to city staff to the
13: developers. Sim's biggest challenge will be to tackle Vancouver's housing crisis, his plan to work with developers and government to build more and clear up the permitting backlog.
3: It takes between two and seven years to get a permit in most cases, and if we just clear up the backlog there right away, we will be able to make a dent in affordability.
13: For the top job, he's already up against two independents and a vision candidate. Adrian Carr and Hector Bremner have yet to declare their intentions. The question is, can Sim uphold his own?
10: Ken Sim does come from a, you know, a fairly mainstream, kind of traditional MPA background. He has big business supporters behind him as well. So we'll see what that uh, definition of change winds up being.
13: Tanya Beja, Global News.
3: Some members of Vancouver's Chinatown community are speaking out against proposed development changes, fearing it could mean the death of the area.
2: Some of the proposed changes include limiting the height and width of new buildings and storefronts to protect the unique character of Chinatown. The city also applying for a UNESCO World Heritage Site designation, but critics say they don't want Chinatown turned into what they call a museum. A group of merchants, property owners, and residents who call themselves Chinatown Voices say they haven't been properly consulted.
0: We want more shoppers, we want more residents in Chinatown to make our retail viable. So downzoning is going in the opposite direction. What are they doing? And we've, we brought that to the city planning department and it almost fell on deaf ears.
2: Matter goes before a city council tomorrow.
3: If you have ever lost track of the bills you've paid, you're not alone.
2: Andrea has the story of a woman who turned to Consumer Matters after she made a very expensive
14: mistake. Mm-hmm. And Yes, it's a good reminder to keep an eye on all those bills. Thanks, you too. We were contacted by a woman who accidentally paid her plumber twice. Well, she says the quality of the work was good. Getting her money back was another matter altogether. And a warning, some of the language in her story might be disturbing for some people.
5: First it was uh, emails, then it was phone calls.
14: Melissa Hope describes the exhaustive effort it took to get her money back. I'm getting bounced from person to person. Back in 2017, Melissa needed plumbing work done on a tenant suite. Her contractor recommended this company, Vancouver's Plumbing Connection. In March of 2017, Melissa paid for the work, writing a check for $1,250. Months later, in November 2017, Melissa says her contractor asked her if she ever received an invoice for the plumbing work. Oh, I don't think I did. So my
5: contractor resent his copy of the same invoice. I printed it, paid it again.
14: But in March of this year, while doing her taxes, Melissa realized she had made a mistake.
5: And I found one copy, and I was like, oh good, okay, the accountant will want that. And then I found a second copy of exactly the same invoice number, but with two different check numbers on it.
14: Melissa had accidentally paid the plumbing bill twice. She was now out over $1,200. Melissa has multiple sclerosis and says the disease affects her short-term memory and is likely the reason, she says, why she forgot she had already paid the plumber. Immediately, she contacted Vancouver's Plumbing Connection using the phone number and email listed on its website. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. With frustration mounting, she continued to call and email various people from the company. Eventually, she says she spoke with the owner of Vancouver's Plumbing Connection, who goes by the name of Ryan.
5: I'm like, I'm really frustrated what's going on.
14: Even after emailing copies of the checks to the company, Melissa says she hit a brick wall. She even filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau.
1: In this case, uh, we failed to get a response from the company, and so the case, from our point of view, is, is closed as unanswered.
14: After two months of getting nowhere, Melissa turned to Consumer Matters for help. We reached out to Vancouver's plumbing connection repeatedly, and finally, after several weeks, Melissa was e-transferred her money back.
5: If Consumer Matters and, and you hadn't gone after him, he probably would have continued to ignore me. Hello, Ryan speaking.
14: We eventually reached Ryan, the owner of the company, by phone, and asked him why it took so long to return Melissa's money.
0: In, in truth, it, it, uh, it rests with me. Uh, I up. I don't. I don't have any other better reason than that, um, and I'm just going to try to do the best I can and make amends with it.
14: Do you have anything to say to Melissa Hope?
0: I apologize for the, for me being an ass. That's about all I can do.
14: As for Melissa Hope accepting that apology, kind of a too little, too late. And after we finally got a hold of Ryan, Melissa says she also received an apology from him on her voicemail. She says if there's a lesson to be learned here, again, it's to keep a record of everything and regularly check where your money is going. And if you have a consumer issue for me, there's my email address at globalnews.ca. Job well done. Okay,
3: thanks very much, Anne.
2: amateur video captures the explosive eruption of Guatemala's volcano of fire, sending hot ash high into the air, and lava and mud flows into villages. Other video shows clouds of smoke and ash overtaking the fleeing villagers, the eruption leaving vast swaths of the landscape coated in ash, many survivors barely escaping with their lives. The latest death toll stands at more than 60, but is expected to rise.
3: Donald Trump signaling once again tonight that there may be no line he won't cross and no limit as to how far he'll go.
2: Trump igniting another fierce debate over his claim via Twitter that he can actually pardon himself.
1: Now I have to say this, Canada...
11: From President Trump, a vision of unlimited presidential power, tweeting about the Russia investigation, I have the absolute right to pardon myself while maintaining he's done nothing wrong. An audacious claim, unprecedented. Does the president believe that he is above the law?
14: Uh, Certainly not. The president hasn't done anything wrong.
11: Does the president believe the framers envisioned a system where the president can pardon himself, where the president could be above the law.
14: Certainly, the Constitution very clearly lays out the law. Uh, and once again, the president hasn't done anything wrong.
11: The president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, agrees the self-pardon is possible, but not advisable. Pardoning himself would just be unthinkable, and it would it would it would lead to probably. An immediate impeachment. The Republican chairman of the Judiciary Committee pushing back. If I were
3: president of the United States and I had a lawyer that told me I could pardon myself, I think
6: I'd hire a new lawyer.
11: Giuliani even arguing hypothetically the president could shoot James Comey and not be prosecuted, get away with murder, but concedes he'd be impeached the next day. A president's hard. power to pardon himself, to igniting a fierce and unsettled case. legal debate. I happen to
3: believe that a president I can president, yeah grant a pardon to himself, I also believe that that would be a horrendously ignoble act in our history.
12: I think a judge would say that the president doesn't have the power of self-pardon, and if he says it or tweets it, that doesn't change it.
11: The president also today tweeting, the appointment of a special counsel is totally unconstitutional. Mr. Trump's most aggressive attack yet in his relentless assault on the legitimacy of Robert Mueller's investigation and at odds with what he said in 2016 about Hillary Clinton.
1: Special prosecutor, here we come, right?
3: Dozens of people were rushed to hospital in Ontario today after a bus crash. It happened on Highway 401 near Prescott, just south of Ottawa. The bus was carrying 37 Chinese tourists when it left the highway and hit a rock face. Twenty-four people were sent to hospital, four of them with life-threatening injuries.
2: In Health Matters Tonight, Metro Vancouver seniors now have one simple phone number to get information on getting around.
3: Dialing 211 will now give seniors access to a 24 hour service that will give them information in a number of different languages on the transportation options available to them. It's the latest service provided by BC211, which has been providing seniors with information ever since 1953. Well, start stocking up on the bug spray. It might be hard to find later this
0: summer.
2: As Ted Chernecki reports, this spring's weather, particularly in the interior, has created the perfect conditions for mosquitoes.
0: For all those complaining about how bad the mosquitoes are this year, be thankful you're not someone who studies them. Almost once a day, in the name of science, he serves an arm-up for the females to gorge on and produce eggs. I think I'm up to... Oh, a couple hundred thousand bites in in total. There's no winning this war. We're outnumbered by several billion. And yes, this is an extraordinary year thanks to all the flooding and the pure evil genius of the mosquito family. With the floodwater species, she'll seek out an area that has previously been subject to flooding and has now dried out. She'll lay her eggs there in the uh, late summer or early fall. Those eggs will hibernate there over the winter, and then uh, next time there's flooding, usually in the spring, but they can stay dormant for several years, uh, the fresh water, uh, the fresh influx of water, will trigger the eggs to hatch. And with warm temperatures, the larvae will develop into adults, and the cycle will carry on again. So now think of all those recent hot summers and all those mosquito eggs that have been sitting high and dry. Now, not only do you have last year's batch hatching, but several other years too. Luckily, there's a simple corn-based bacteria that's proven to be fairly effective at killing larvae, and not much else. Um, It coats
6: the water, and then the mosquito larvae, they're surface feeders, so they ingest the bacteria and they get stomach ulcers.
0: Western Aerial Helicopters has contracted out to drop the bacteria today around Stave Lake. But just because the Fraser River has peaked, it doesn't mean mosquito season has.
14: We're hoping this is it for the bulk of the treatments. Um, We'll treat as necessary. Um, now it's just going to be about dealing with the adult mosquitoes that are out there now.
0: I would expect to start seeing peak numbers now and uh, carry on for the next few weeks in the in the interior, and for the lower mainland, we'll probably start getting pretty bad here in a, a week or two. Ted Global News. The males and the females. I can't wait for
3: an audience to see this. I still can't believe. The latest reason Tom Cruise is giving his insurance company nightmares. Coming up right after the forecast.
2: He's a maverick. Yes. Yes. Top Gun reference. All right. Uh, Thanks, Soph. So. Just in case, just in case. let throw back. All right, Christy Gordon joins us now with a look at our weather forecast. Those clouds are certainly building, Christy. Yeah, you heard of Aaron uh, MacArthur
15: talking about earlier the hailstorms in the mountains uh, today, and that's because of these dark, flat bottom clouds. They're actually not too bad right now. Things are starting to ease off, and that will continue to be the case as we head into the evening hours. But certainly, if you were looking towards the west, it was beautiful and blue sky, but uh, near the mountains, And out in the Fraser Valley, that's where we had it. But you can see not much going on across the radar imagery right now. But a lot of action happening uh, in through uh, these areas here. Thompson region from Kamloops extending up towards Jasper along Highway 5 up towards Williams Lake as well. Uh, Nothing severe here, but certainly some lightning strikes. And those will ease off as we head into the evening hours as well. The next system is going to push onshore tomorrow morning. Areas that will get hit hardest will be along the central coast, west coast of Vancouver Island. And spreading some showers into the Sunshine Coast and over towards Squamish as well. Once again, as we saw through the weekend, we do have a chance of showers, but we are in a little bit of a rain shadow here in Metro Vancouver, so we may get a sprinkle. There's a slight chance of an isolated shower, but I'm really not expecting much. In fact, through the weekend, we saw less than a millimeter of rain. We've been very lucky here or maybe unlucky because it is so dry. Now into tom- uh, Wednesday morning, we will continue with those showers. The bulk of the um, dry patch, though, will be from the central interior right down and through the southern interior here's a look at uh, how much rainfall is expected not much there really it's all across the coast so fire danger rating is certainly high in all of those interior regions from moderate to high levels so keep that in mind we've had uh, four new fires ignited in the southeastern corner of the province and their human cause four new in the last 24 hours there's a look at the northern region showers expected across the north coast tomorrow further inland warm and dry two days of this weather for those of you in the interior before the showers push back in south coast the bulk of the showers are across the west and northern sections you will see a slight chance along the mountains in metro vancouver so, uh, wednesday's looking terrific thursday we're back to more cloud and cooler conditions best chance of rain at this point is later in the week come friday and i'll leave you with this beautiful shot from dean oh uh, there you go you can see his name there schmidt in
2: uh, hope that's over the fraser river
3: shot very nice All right. breaking up very soon if it hasn't
2: already Thank you, Dean, and thank you, Christy.
3: Mm -hmm. You know why they don't like Maverick? Because he's dangerous. (laughs) It's another Top Gun record. Tom Cruise is well-known for doing his own stunts and has injured himself in the process, but for his next move, he's taking it to a new level. Talking about Tom jumping out of a plane that's traveling
1: at 165 miles an hour.
2: A scene in Mission Impossible Fallout calls for Cruz's character to do what's called a halo jump. That's where you skydive from a height that requires oxygen. You don't open your parachute until not long before you hit the ground. Cruz wanted it to look real, so after a lot of training, he became the first actor to actually do a halo jump on camera, plummeting through the sky at more than 300 kilometers per hour before pulling his chute and landing safely. (laughs) He looked
13: relieved, eh?
3: We were relieved after this. More than $21 million raised for B.C. Children's Hospital during this year's Miracle Weekend, which wrapped up last night here on Global. That brings the total raise to $300 million. Over the past 30 years, we couldn't have done any of it. Without you and your generosity. So, thanks to everybody who tuned in and everybody who gave. It was amazing.
15: Yeah, it's
2: a lot Number of fun. One million. That's mm-hmm. awesome. 300 million over more than three decades. That's great.
8: Right. Very good. Yes, I had fun. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to meet the folks who uh, spend all year raising the money as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they all seem to have those giant cardboard checks. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> good No, where do you buy those this things? I have no idea.
2: checkbook. How do you fit I mean, that in the you- bank you- machine? Exactly. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Is the dream dying for the Vegas Golden Knights?
8: It's uh, Slipping away
3: a little bit? The neon is
8: getting dimmer (laughs) in Vegas. Let's put it that way. This is in no way denigrating what the Vegas Golden Knights have done to make the Stanley Cup final, because that has been unforgettable. All season long, unforgettable. But to get this far, you have to be both good and lucky. And quite frankly, the Golden Knights' luck has been extremely good in the postseason up to this point. Every break seemed to go their way. It did against the Kings. It seemed to go against the Sharks and also the Winnipeg Jets. But now it's beginning to look like they have run into a better team in the Washington Capitals. And more than that, Lady Luck has got up from her chair next to Vegas and gone over and sat with the Washington Capitals. It's now gone to this point. They've got trainers kissing sticks. Will it help James Neal? No. In fact, it makes things worse. Neal, open net, hits the other goal post, not the near goal post, the far goal post. That's what was happening to the Jets, the Sharks, and the Kings in the first three series. Now it's happening to Vegas. So they missed that chance other way. T.J. she doesn't miss, one nothing for the Capitals. And then Tom Wilson, the guy a lot of people love to hate, or maybe just hate, no love. Scores, 2-0 now for Washington. And remember, Game 5 is in Vegas, so if the Capitals hold this lead they might be able to hoist the cup in the desert which is interesting since Alex Ovechkin has a
11: drought. He
8: ends it in the desert. Okay, Devontae Smith-Pelly. 3 nothing. They've added another. I don't expect Vegas will come back. 4 nothing in the second period. Well, just because you were a good college player in the U.S. doesn't mean you'll be a good pro in Canada. There is still way more to learn, and that is why they have long training camps in the CFL. But... The learning curve in the CFL, as opposed to the NFL, is a little bit steeper for players who aren't familiar with the different rules up here.
0: In coming from American football, the two biggest transitions are for the defensive back and for the quarterback. The quarterback getting his rhythm, getting his timing. Uh, and then for the defensive back, because all the rules change, everything changes. The receivers are you know, waggling, the field is bigger, the dimensions are different.
8: Yes, there is lots of space to cover in Canada where the field is longer and
9: wider. My first year doing one-on-ones, a guy ran a corner right on me, and I was like, I'm in good shape. And I kept running like, when the hell is it going to end? We're like, When is the sideline going to come up?
8: Also in Canada, receivers can start to move or waggle before the ball is snapped, which is normal for someone raised in Canada like North Vancouver's Dominique Termanson
9: but shocking for his new American teammates. You have somebody playing weak half or strong half, and they got this receiver running full tilt before they hit the line of scrimmage. They're like, "Well, you can do that? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you can. That was one of the biggest things you had to get adjusted to playing DB, coming from down south, coming to the CFL, is being able to uh, defend that waggle, because if you can't defend the waggle, you can't play up here.
8: Which is why when CFL recruiters look for Americans to play defensive back, their number one requirement is
0: athleticism. What we're going to do, we're going to allow your athleticism to come through, because at the end of the day, it's still covering the receiver. I'm covering the man in front of me All right, now. From there, I can begin to teach them the nuances of the game.
8: And once they get the nuances, a lot of them love it. Is it more fun playing DB here or down south?
9: Oh, definitely here. I mean, it's, it's a faster pace. I mean, you got different. It's, like, it's not as... More intense down south, but it's like more covering. You have to be able to cover and run more up here. Yeah, so you got to be an athlete. Oh, yeah,
12: definitely. Lines get out 10.
8: Well, Serena Williams dropped out of the French Open this morning because of a pec injury that uh, keeps her from serving the ball properly. Uh, the sad thing is she was just about to have a big match against Maria Sharapova when the injury caught up with her. Uh, she really noticed problems yesterday when her and Venus lost their doubles match. Okay. Uh, he, very, oh, that's very an awful precise did he just have a pirate pack <laughs> put it on his head uh, Simona Halep number one seed against Elise Mertens that's an ace to end the uh, first set Halep didn't have many problems here she wins it in a straight set 6-2, six, 6-1 six, oh, and the all-BC team of Kaylee Filmer and Hillary Janssens big shout out to them, they won gold at the World Cup of Rowing in uh, Serbia yesterday, Janssens is from Cloverdale filmer from victoria and this is just their first year working together in women's pairs good for you there you go well done congratulations
15: coming up on et canada a canadian woman breaks her silence after pursuing sex assault charges against bill cosby plus why everyone is so concerned over johnny depp's new look and backstreet's
2: back we're with the backstreet boys in la all of that is coming up at seven right after the news hour but for now it's back to you chris and sophie thank you cheryl Well, for a parent, there's nothing quite as stressful. I'm going to ask you guys. It's true. Stressful to take your kid to a dentist?
3: It is. It it can be. How
8: about stressful to take yourself to a dentist?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yes, (laughs) exactly.
3: That is when it gets stressful. Well, there is a New Jersey dentist who actually leaves kids wanting to come back. It's like he's magic or something.
14: (laughs) All right, so who's going in first? Like Believe right it or not,
1: All right. come right in.
3: These oh, oh, kids
1: going. in Elmwood going. Park, that New Jersey, right cannot up. wait to see the dentist. The big one that's
14: right near you, this one. Okay.
1: That's because oh, Dr. Ayal Simke literally works magic.
14: Look right over here. <laughs> it's really
2: been an amazing icebreaker for these kids and for the parents. The parents love it. Sometimes even more than the kids do. I think it was in
10: residency. Somebody told me, remember that a tooth is attached to a person. For me, that's a very important thing. Magic helps me kind of have the kids relate to me,
1: so that way we can get to dealing with the teeth. Other
14: side, right here, see?
1: His magic tricks amassing 30 million views on Facebook, as he can make even the pain of a pulled tooth go poof and disappear. I'm going to try to get
5: out of your ear.
13: You think I can do
1: it? Ready? Look what I found.
6: Oh my God, I can't
1: believe I did it. Parents can't believe what they're hearing.
6: She begs me to come here. It's, yeah, she she always wants to come to the dentist. The
8: dentist's not scary. He's the best dentist. Super best dentist.
1: I like But maybe his best trick of all, pulling a smile out of thin air.
15: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the super oh, best dentist. You. When you're the super best dentist, man, you've made it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. How do you guys feel about the dentist?
3: I actually like my dentist. Mm-hmm. I don't have Me a
8: problem.
2: I no problem
15: I love my dentist. No problem. Love walking it. away, and it's all nice mm-hmm. and clean and right? smooth and shiny.
2: For every day, if I could.
3: Thank yeah. you, Doctor. <laughs> doctor Kahn. Uh, okay. Last word on weather before we go.
15: Sure. So we do have a slight chance of showers tomorrow, especially in the afternoon. But really, it would be similar to what we saw today. And then it would be mainly along the mountains, Uh, much of Metro Vancouver, dry with breaks of sunshine. Wednesday looks to be the bright spot. And then we have rain towards the end of the week. But, you know, it's been really interesting because we were calling for rain last weekend Mm -hmm. and not much transpired. No. Mm -hmm. All right.
3: uh, I'm going to be off for a few days. I'll miss you guys pulling salmon out of the ocean up in Haida Gwaii.
2: Bring At some back. Vera. I will. Without, without, without I'll bring some back for fishing you. Fishing rod. You just
8: dip your hands in and pull them out. <laughs>
3: He's amazing. Is, I could do it.
14: This is global news. I.